if you've had a conversation with me in the last, I don't know, two or three years about my business with Jack, then it's very, very likely I've mentioned the word binder or talked about getting a delegated authority. It's this kind of holy grail in my business, um, something that I have put an enormous amount of time, energy and money into and something that I do believe will make a massive difference, not just to what I'm able to do with Jack, but also to my life. So what is a binder? Well, instead of me telling you from this place of being bogged down in all of the uh, details and insurance terminology, let's ask my mum. Hello. Hi, mum. Do you know what my binder is, the thing that I've been working on for the past year and a half? Do I know what it is? Um, it's for, it's to do with the insurance. <laughs> and, and it's to do with, so when people go on to get a quote, you, they don't have to, you don't have to be there to do it for them, that they can go on and get the quote. Okay, Mum, that was perfect, and I love the fact that you you know that, and I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Oh, I know. Hey, hey, come. So you, are you going to go and tell them on there that, that I knew that now? <laughs> well, actually, I'll... Yep, so it's the insurer giving me permission to quote and bind policies on their behalf, which is really cool because it means I can build the technology to handle it all for me. So if I don't currently have a binder, then what exactly is it that I've been doing for the past few years of building with Jack? Well, I sit at a computer all day and I manually process each and every quote that comes into our system. And if they buy the policy, I manually process the sale too. I've estimated based on the number of quotes that I've sent that I've spent over 250 hours of my life doing this. And that's without considering midterm adjustments, renewals and cancellations. So well, it can easily be double that. And in a bid to keep us competitive, because it does feel like I'm the only insurance business in the world without a delegated authority, I put a lot of pressure on myself to send quotes as quickly as possible so that it's at least feels automated for the customer and and it does you know just recently I took 10 minutes to send a quote and I received a disgruntled email telling me the system had broken. It feels like this has kind of taken over my life which is I suppose a good problem to have considering I really do want to build and grow this business and every sale that I've gotten this way is responsible for helping me get my binder but I have kind of gradually started to develop this, um, I, don't, I don't know, this anxiety or this dependency, this addiction to my laptop. Just this very unhealthy bind to this piece of hardware. And I feel like I can never be too far from a computer because what if something comes through? Or what if by not processing it quickly enough I lose that customer? Or they have a negative uh, feeling about with Jack about the brand and they go elsewhere. So these are the kind of questions that I ask myself. This is the kind of pressure that I put on myself. Losing the odd sale isn't the end of the world. Um, you know, there, there are always going to be more customers out there. I do feel like the bigger constraint of manually processing everything is time. By having to be available and sitting at the computer all day, 
it really has felt like I lack the time to work on the business. So to bring more people to the website so Bath Jack can grow, to create content so that I can help more people. And most importantly, to improve the product. I have all of these ideas and I feel like I haven't really been able to give them the time and commitment that they deserve. And that, that's where I believe my attention should shift to at this stage of With Jack's life. You know, we're, we're now a few years in, we're profitable, we're growing, everything's good, it's moving in the right direction. I want to shift my focus now to improving the overall product and really just making With Jack indispensable for freelancers. The other downside of manually processing everything is that deep work is non-existent. I'm constantly breaking up whatever task I'm doing to check for incoming quotes or sales and doing customer support alongside that. So it really feels like there's never this distraction-free zone to just get a chunk of work done and everything takes two to three times longer than it should. And then there's the whole taking time off thing, which is really important. Prior to Christmas, just there, so Christmas 2021, I hadn't taken any time off work since launching with Jack, so 2016. And I do not say that to be like, look at me working all the time, I'm hustling, whoa, entrepreneur, grind, blah, blah, blah. It's just been this side effect of not automating the business. Um, It's meant that I've, you know, had to take my, my laptop on holiday. I've processed sales on top of a volcano. I've processed sales hiding in the bathroom of a friend's weekday wedding. I've processed a lot of sales in car parks and between running errands. I've processed sales on a romantic boat trip, for one, on the Amsterdam Canal. And I could go on and on and tell you really bizarre places that I've had my laptop where I definitely shouldn't have had my laptop. There's actually this photo um, that I think I'll look back on in years to come that captures this period of my life perfectly. So I was in Rome on a holiday with my friends. I think there was about five of us. And my four friends are taking a selfie in front of the the Colosseum or some other uh, landmark. And you can see me pacing around in the background on my phone, helping a customer get their insurance set up. Um, So, yeah, I've kind of made this all sound a little bit doom and gloom, I suppose, but it actually isn't. Starting the business this way by doing things that don't scale has been the best approach to building and launching with Jack, especially coming from that bootstrapped background. And I'm going to do an entire episode on why I believe this in the future. But to give you a brief insight into the benefits, I do believe that by doing things that don't scale, you put yourself right in the trenches with your customers. And I really strongly believe that the business that comes out on top is the business that knows their customer best. So being in the trenches for me has been incredibly valuable for learning more about my my customers, um, you know, their needs, their worries, the language they use when speaking about things, which then influences everything from our copy to positioning Uh, to product development, you know, all that incredibly important stuff. And by manually onboarding customers, we've identified what parts of buying insurance, what, what parts of the onboarding trips people up so that when it comes to automating the system, we can design to eliminate those problems from day one. So yes, Uh, I have lost sales due to a lack of automation. I know that I'm leaving money on the table each month that we go without this binder. But 
I do believe that the benefits have outweighed the negatives, at least in the early stages of building with Jack. In the meantime, whilst I continue pursuing my binding authority, um, again, I'll go into more detail about uh, what's went into this another time. Um, is there anything that I've done to ease the burden on myself? Yes. Let's start with the design of the system itself. So in a bid to remove some of the workload from me, we switched from people having to submit their details to receive their quote to giving people all of this information up front. So you have the opportunity to build your insurance package, to choose your covered options, to see pricing, to review all of that important stuff before submitting any personal details, like contact details, which should be the point of commitment. And the idea behind this was that we're then filtering out the leads that would never have progressed to become customers. Um, you know, so people whose budget it doesn't fit or people who were just playing around with the interface, which happens a lot. And the goal was you'd only provide your contact details once you'd settled on the cover you wanted and seen the pricing and made that decision. Like, yep, this all looks good. This is in line with my needs. It fits my budget. That should free up my time to do other work because technically I'd only be processing quotes for qualified leads that would convert customers. We achieved that to an extent, but I, I actually have been quite surprised to discover that 35% of people still commit to going through to the final stages so they provide all of their, their contact details only to not purchase the policy. And what I do find kind of odd about this is that um, price is the biggest reason that we get for why people don't sign up. Yet we've shown you the pricing information up front in relation to the insurance options that you've selected and the details that you've provided and yet you've still created an account and taken that next step so I don't know what the lesson is there something about never really knowing how people are going to use what it is you've built until you get it out there into the hands of real people and making assumptions about how people are going to use what you've built is kind of dumb not very helpful the other thing I've done to ease the burden is probably the most obvious thing hire someone which took me a lot longer than it probably should have done. But the reason that I was so resistant to getting help is because I kept telling myself, we are only six to 12 months away from the binding authority getting over the line. And I felt like I could tolerate that workload for another six months. And also, um, you know, as a bootstrapped business, I am very conservative with my outgoings. But the reality is that it's been like two and a half years since we started working on this um, delegated authority and going through this application. So I've just fairly recently brought somebody into the business to do some social media content, to help with customer support. You know, they're in help scout monitoring support tickets and um, being able to block out uninterrupted time to work on my business uh, should make uh, a big difference. And um, I do feel like after all of the apprehension and hesitation that I had about getting help, um, I'm really enjoying how it feels to to kind of have that time for, for just me to do what I want to do, to work on what I want to work on, to know that I don't have to be at my computer knowing that I can go to the gym without breaking up my sets, doing customer support. And yeah, my brain just feels a little bit lighter. It's, it's a nice feeling. Now, if you're like, Ashley, it's taking you two and a half years to work on this application. Um, like, that's an insane amount of time. Why are you still doing this? Well... 
it's a valid question. The way that I feel about getting my binding authority is the way that I'd imagine some people feel about their wedding day. It's kind of the biggest, most expensive and time consuming project that I've personally ever committed to. Um, this has been years in the making and there's so much planning and work that's went into it. That, um, But when I get there, I think that I'll feel really emotional about it. Um, there there might be tears. I'm not a crying kind of person, but there might be tears. And I've actually written a list of um, about 20 odd things that I want to do to celebrate this achievement because I, I, can't, I can't say it enough. It's going to be massive for me. So as I said, I've mentioned, I've spent two and a half years working on this. Um, I certainly wouldn't recommend anybody taking two and a half years to bring a project to fruition. But I do think if you ever want to measure how serious you are about something, sit on it and see how you feel about it three, six, nine months later. For me, as much as there have been these incredibly horrendous bumps in the road and times where I genuinely thought we'd never get this over the line and um, I'm still having those moments, to be honest. I'm back in that place right now because we've encountered yet another hurdle in the application process. I'm still, like, there's no mistaking that I'm still very much invested in this. Um, like, I'm, I'm not I'm not backing out now. I'm not backing down now. I keep visualising the day that it's completed and how that will feel um, and what that means for me personally and then what it means professionally in terms of what I can build. So I know that whatever obstacles are thrown at me, and there, there have been a lot so far, that I will always find an answer because I want to scale the business and I know that we are leaving money on the table by manually processing everything. I want to reclaim my life. I don't want to have this unhealthy relationship with my computer or any screen and to feel constantly on the verge of burnout. And also because I feel like this next chapter will allow me to unlock the missing pieces of the puzzle that I've been obsessing over, which is how do we make with Jack indispensable for freelancers? How do we bring more value to their world? Thanks for listening to this episode of Bootstrap Digest. Follow along as I share my progress with getting my delegated authority and building and launching the software that's going to automate everything and help me reclaim my life. If you want to check out my personal blog, then visit iamashley.co.uk and if you want to see what I'm building, then head to withjack.co.uk. Until the next episode, bye!